Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show, the daily 10. This is your host, Clint Lamb. And today we're going to be discussing two different comments that Nick Saban made yesterday during two different media appearances. The first being during the SEC coaches teleconference, which happens every week. And then the second was Nick Saban's second press conference of the week heading into the Southern Miss game on Saturday. And we'll just go ahead and dive right in. The first being, you know, Nick Saban was asked how big of an issue penalties are for this Alabama team. And he thinks it's a, you know, quote, unquote, great issue. You know, he actually was talking about there being two different kinds of penalties. There's the lack of focus, lack of discipline penalties, whether you're, you know, you're talking about offsides, you're talking about false starts, illegal formations, delay of game penalties. And then you're also talking about different types of penalties, which, you know, or when players are, are out there playing full speed, they're playing hard, you end up getting a holding call. You know, sometimes you get a pass interference, a block in the back maybe. Those are not acceptable according to Nick Saban, but those are going to happen a little bit more often. So he thinks that the focus should be on if you eliminate the undisciplined penalties, the, 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 the pre-snap stuff, the false starts, the offsides, the delay of games, those types of penalties – then you know you would probably eliminate at least half of Alabama's penalties so far this year, and that's kind of where their focus is at. So I decided to go in and look at the penalties throughout the first three games for Alabama, and you know definitely against Florida, he's 100% right. Of the 11 penalties, seven of them were you know those undisciplined penalties that were are the the result of a lack of focus. You had four false starts, you had two offsides, and then you had a delay of game by Bryce Young. Or it could have been, you know, on the coaching staff as far as getting the play into him. It's on somebody. It's, it's an avoidable penalty. Make your communications, get out there, and get the ball snapped. Four of the 11 penalties were the ones where you're playing full speed, you're going hard, you know, you had two pass interferences, you had a whole uh, call on Cameron Latou, and then you had an intentional grounding call on Bryce Young. That's going to happen. You're, you're about to get sacked. You're trying to make a play, avoid the sack, throw the football away, whatever, and you end up getting caught for an intentional grounding. I mean, that's going to happen. It's things that you want to avoid, but it's very difficult to. When you're in that moment – um, you're going to end up committing penalties like that. And as far as the, the split, seven of the 11 being pre-snap penalties um, or things that are avoidable, a lack of focus or a lack of discipline penalties, that's concerning, but you're also playing in the swamp. Um, the, the, the overall number of penalties, 11 in that game, extremely alarming because you know you had an eight against Miami. That was a lot of penalties. And then you outdo yourself against Mercer with nine and then you go into the Florida game and you commit 11 of them. That simply cannot happen. Uh, 28 penalties through three games has Alabama ranked well outside of the top 100 as far as penalties on the season. 
and that can't happen. But when I went and started to try to break down the Miami game and the Mercer game, of those 17 penalties, only four of them were the result of a lack of focus or a lack of discipline. You had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against Mercer from Jamison Williams. You had a false start from JV and Cohen against Mercer. You had a false start from Jamison Williams against Miami. And then you had an offsides on a kickoff. So of those 17 penalties, less than a fourth of them were what Nick Saban was talking about. Otherwise, you had pass interferences. You had holding calls. You had a legal block in the back. You had an ineligible player downfield. That's going to happen when an offensive lineman, you know, gets a little bit further upfield than he needs to on a passing play. That's, you know, I wouldn't say it's unavoidable, but it's a lot more difficult to completely perfect and clean that up to a point where you don't have those issues. But what that does mean is overall 11 of the 28 penalties, so you're almost reaching the halfway point, are completely the result of a lack of focus and a lack of discipline. And like I said, when you go into the swamp against Florida and that home crowd, and especially, I mean, one of the loudest crowds that I've ever heard, you're going to have a, a you know trouble communicating. You're going to have those false start penalties. Getting the play in correctly in a timely fashion is going to be a lot more difficult. So that delay of game penalty is a lot more justifiable. But those are the things that you need to start with, especially the false start stuff. Because that, you know, you're supposed to know what the cadence is. You're supposed to understand, are you going silent count? Are you going clap count or, or, or clap cadence? However you're going about it, you're supposed to know. And you're supposed to be able to not have those sort of penalties. And having four of them is absurd. Uh, and then offsides, I mean, you shouldn't even really be worried about the crowd. You shouldn't be worried about the snap count. Especially when you have a crowd like that. You should be worried about watching the football. That's avoidable. Um, so I did think it was an interesting comment because if this issue continues, it's going to cost Alabama a game. And it's not just the lack of focus, lack of discipline types of penalties. It's all of them. They can all end up – I mean, you know, if, if you commit a pass interference, even though it's a lot more understandable, it can extend a drive for an opposing offense and they can end up, you know, scoring a touchdown and beating you. You know, if it's a pass interference on offense, um, you know, it can end up stalling a drive. If it's a holding call, same thing, a legal block in the back on a big return. That can cost you. Getting the penalties fixed is something that Alabama really needs to put an emphasis on. And it's something that Nick Saban's been talking about since the first game. I mean, Miami, you had eight penalties. He brings it up and says, hey, we got to get those down. They've been heading in the wrong direction. And that is concerning if you're Alabama because it's going to end up costing you at some point this season. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Next thing. First of all, Nick Saban went into that press conference last night or, or yesterday evening Choosing violence. Let me go ahead and put that out there right now. I mean, you could tell right out of the gate he was not having it. Cecil Hurt with the Tuscaloosa News asked him a very, you know, innocent question about Trey Sanders and was his lack of playing time on Saturday, was he banged up or was it just a coach's decision? And, and that's a question that everybody's had. I had it. Um, a lot of the other media members had it. Pretty much every fan had it. And it, it wasn't, you know, Cecil's essentially asking, hey, we just want to make sure that he's healthy. Just tell us that he's healthy. And Nick Saban was not having it. He was not happy with the question. He, he went on to, you know, talk about how 
um, you know, you end up riding the guys who are having the hot hand. And he's done that, for, you know, forever, you know, th- throughout his time at Alabama and everywhere he's been. You've got a deep stable of runners, but sometimes you end up only relying on one or two of those guys because they've got the hot hand. And Jace McClellan was running hard and playing well against Florida. Um, you know, you had Brian Robinson Jr. He was playing well, running hard, running angry, and was able to, you know, move the chains, especially late. And then just the opportunity never presented itself for Trey Sanders to get into the game. And that ends up happening sometimes. But the best part of the entire thing was when I think the question was about Jaleel Billingsley and him getting back in the good graces of the coaching staff. Uh, the fact that he, you know, started off, you know, we all saw what happened in fall camp. We saw how that affected his playing time against Miami. We saw that Mercer, he was starting to move in the right direction as far as his playing time and when he was getting put into the game. And then against Florida, he's back um, in the mix. He's making an impact. He catches a 26-yard touchdown. And somebody just wanted to know, you know, what he did, um, you know, how he went about his business to get back in the good graces of the coaching staff. And Nick Saban wasn't having that question either. He wasn't happy with it. Pretty much said he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. You know, nothing better, nothing worse. I mean, he's doing what he's expected. And I think maybe – he didn't want to take that opportunity to praise Jaleel Billingsley. Um, he certainly, you know, he says he's practicing better. He's a lot more engaged. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And he's having a lot more of a positive performance on the field as a result. But here's the thing. Nick Saban also went on to, first of all, he asked if the media has ever played sports, if anyone in the media plays sports. Because he says the coach is supposed to play the best players, right? And if you're not doing the things as far as your practice habits, as far as your attitude, you're not one of the best players. And I think that was what he was trying to relay to us. Of course, he took a direct shot at the media, and it was pretty funny. Just watching the whole, you know, did any of you play sports question. People have taken that. They've thrown it on Twitter. The captions are fantastic. I love participating in stuff like that, seeing how creative we can get. And it's been fun. But you know, at the same time, Jaleel Billingsley is just doing what he was expected to do from the get-go. And it's it's good that he's been able to earn his way back and get to that point because a lot of players can go, you know, you got a fork in the road. You know, back in, in fall camp when things happened and he kind of fell out of the good graces of the coaching staff, you can go one way and continue down a bad path and continue to have a bad attitude. And now, next thing you know, at Alabama, that's not going to fly. If you don't have the correct attitude and the, and the correct approach and you're not doing the little things, it doesn't matter how talented you are, you're not getting on the field. Or you can buckle up your chin strap, you can put your head down, you can go to work. And that's exactly what Jaleel Billingsley did. And from our perspective, you know, I think he deserves some credit for that, but that's what he was supposed to do from the get-go. That's what everybody is expected to do. You can't go out there and and go out of your way to praise a guy for doing what you expected him to do in the first place. And I think that was the overall point by Nick Saban, but it did make for some pretty interesting uh, comments and stuff on Twitter. So that's, those were the two comments that he made. There was some other stuff in there as well, but you know, we'll get to that a different day. Don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. I know that I've been saying this was the, the daily 10 to 15 kind of thing and then turning around and, and throwing up 16 to 18-minute podcast. So I'm going to get you guys out of here early. Later on today, Jimmy and I will be hopping on a, uh, an episode together, and we'll be, we'll be doing something a little bit fun. So definitely stick around for that. Be on the lookout for that, and we'll talk to you guys soon. This is the Bam on 3 show, the daily 10 with your host, Clint Lamb.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.